Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Grader Friends Podcast, your weekly or semi-weekly podcast talking about all of the latest movies in the theaters today. I am Billy the Movie Grader, and in this episode, I am once again joined by my good friends, Melissa and Travis. Say hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> in this supersized episode... We apologize. We chat about all, about all the movies we haven't we have seen, but haven't had the chance to report on due to schedule conflicts and life. We will be covering Chang-Chi, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Dear Evan Hansen, Malignant, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, The Many Saints of Newark, No Time to Die, The Last Duel, at The Addams Family, and Halloween Kills. <laughs> We apologize for the bloated episode, but there has literally been no time to record, as the title of this episode states. So, let's kick it off with Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi? Is it Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, okay. And Legend of the Ten Rings was directed by Dustin Daniel Cretton. It stars Simu Liu and Aquafina and Tony Chiu Wai Luing. I probably butchered that, and I apologize. It was released to theaters back on September 3rd, 2021. Per IMDb, the plot is as follows. Shang-Chi, the master of weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after deal- after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. All right, what did you guys think? You think I remember that far? It's been a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, remember? You remember it. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, um, I liked it. Um, I My favorite person in there was Aquafina because she does amazing. Like, I love her. And, she's always yeah, good. She's always good. Um, it, it was surprisingly well done. Like, I just, because, you know, it was a Marvel character. We really never. Yeah, I was. I was. Had, I had no like, idea who he was. I had no yeah. idea who he was, but I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I like how they how they tied it to you know the rest of the you know Marvel, Marvel. Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> okay. Like I, I'll never forget. Like that that had one of the coolest like. I don't know, would you call it like a bus chase or um or a train chase? Whatever oh, yeah. where where Aquafina is yeah, driving the thing and, it, and she ends up crashing into the the um, the garbage man at the end and that that chase scene is just so well done with the fight taking place on board. That I mean that was just brilliant. That was mind blowing. I loved that. <laughs> they did that so well. <laughs> yeah, that that was incredible. I I really what I really dug most about this movie, like it to me, it felt like watching a live action Dragon Ball Z episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Just in terms of like the fight choreography and the also the beautiful uh, imagery. They really Disney that this time around really paid attention to the uh, to the Chinese culture and like really mm-hmm. in many ways like uh, reinvented the character of Shang-Chi and also uh, his father uh, in the um, in the comic books because like uh, previously like uh, back in the 60s they were kind of uh, uh, the, the original comics were little uh, 
uh, not PC and wouldn't really fly today. Oh, okay. <laughs> of yeah. yeah. So yeah. So like Disney kind of uh, reinvented a lot of that, especially with um, uh, the father who was um, uh, in the comics. He's known as the Mandarin, which they kind of uh, joke about in this movie yeah. a little bit as well. Yeah. So I do um, remember that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, and uh, I, so I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool that they revisited that because he's he's he was an important villain in the Marvel universe. He was one of Iron Man's villains, and then in right. Iron Man three, they kind of started to do that, but then didn't really. This is like the actual legend of the Master of the Ten Rings. So you know, I thought it was cool that they brought that back this time around. Oh yeah, and uh, it was it was just so well done. I mean, it was entertaining from start to finish, and. I I was blown away. I mean, I didn't think I would like it as much as I thought as I was expecting to, and uh, and it it surpassed all expectations because I had no idea on the character. I knew nothing about it, and I went in blind. And I was happy to do so, and I was happy to learn because it was so worth my time. <laughs> it was awesome. I couldn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, it was well done. Bravo, Marvel. That was awesome. All right. Um, what would you guys grade it? I'd say A plus. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, Me too. I, I, I'm giving it an A plus too. Yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Alrighty, now we're gonna move on to the eyes of Tammy Faye, which I I believe I'm the only one that saw it out of the us crew, right? Yep. Um. Yeah, I think so. I okay. I missed this one sadly. <laughs> the eyes of Tammy Faye was directed by Michael Showalter, and it stars Jessica Chastain and and Andrew Garfield. It was released in theaters back on September 17th, 2021. Per IMDb, the plot is as follows. An intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker. All right. And um, <laughs> there's really not much to be said about this movie other than, like, the acting was incredible. I mean, Jessica Chastain might, not, uh, might grab an Oscar nomination for it because... I don't know. They, well, her and Andrew Garfield were both phenomenal in it, and the the movie was 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 really well done too. I mean, you know, it's obviously a it's a actor's movie, but um, I was uh, again, I didn't know much about Tammy Faye or 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 her husband, and all that really could be said about them was that he was kind of a big sleazeball and. Uh, I think Tammy Faye just kind of got wrapped in it and she wasn't really trying to screw over anybody or, you know, or, or to gain anything out of what, 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 what she, what her husband was trying to do. She was just along for the ride and yeah, he was just a big pile of doo-doo <laughs> and uh, you know, you guys can do go to your own research on him, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was entertaining. It was uh, it was eye opening. I like again. I mean, it was before I was even born when this all took place. But yeah, it was interesting to see, and I do recommend it. You know, to to give it a to give it a view, if you see it come out like on video on demand or whatnot, or on HBO if it ever falls under there too. Um, as for grading the movie, I would probably fl- uh, fling it a, a B minus, I guess, because it did it did kind of drag in some parts, but. The acting was extraordinary. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right. Next up, we'll move, we'll move over to the musical. Um, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen was directed by Stephen Chobsky, Chobosky, and it stars Blen, Ben Platt, Julianne Moore, and Caitlin Dever. 
It was released back released to th- released to theaters back on September twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and uh, per IMDb, the plot is as follows: It is the film ad- adaptation of the Tony and Grammy award winning musical about Evan Hansen, a high school senior with social anxiety d- disorder, and his journey of self discovery and acceptance following the suicide of a fellow fellow classmate. All right, I know both of you guys saw this one along with me. So, what did what did you guys think? So, yeah, I loved it. Um, What did you guys joke about that it would win um, the Oscar for most? um, What was it about the the way that it ran? Um, Huh? I'm trying to think. The trailer, most not what the movie. Oh yeah, the the most deceptive, the most deceptive trailer ever. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going in thinking it was about one thing, knowing not knowing anything about the musical, and you know, I you know I saw something completely different on screen, and it you know blindsided me. But it was I was fine with it though. I did enjoy the movie. Oh, it was amazing! Like I was pleasantly surprised. But I also love musicals, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Um, I did cry just because. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We all know I'm the biggest baby when it comes to movies. Uh, we all shed a tear, I think. Hey, I was I was right there with you when yeah, uh, uh, yeah when uh, especially when uh, when it gets to uh, Julianne Moore when she does oh, her song. Man. Oh man, just Niagara <laughs> Falls over here. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, she got me again too. I mean, I watched it at home with my parents. Like it was three days ago, three or four days ago, and yeah, Julianne Moore's song got me again. Man, it was <laughs> waterworks. <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> The, the, that was uh, I wasn't really blindsided by the trailer just because uh, I uh, I've actually I've never seen the the stage show but I, I I've, I'm familiar with it like I've listened to the, the Broadway soundtrack and everything sure. um, and it uh, so I, I kind of knew the plot uh, already but um, just based on so I knew that the I knew it was going to be a very emotional movie but I did and right. I didn't realize like the actual like weight of this and how many like just certain things i mean uh um, well i'm not sorry certain, go ahead oh sorry yeah i was just gonna say like sir, uh, how like some like ju- you know just kind of little things here and there that like you know you that or at least me personally that i related to about the character and about like well not just that character but also other characters that um uh that he interacts with as well like, oh sure there's something in there for everybody yeah. yeah yeah so it's like you know just like little bits here and there i'm like wow you know like they really you know like the, the, it really speaks to you in a way you know all the emotions yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean and i think i mean we knew obviously kind of what the premise was like we knew that the friend committed suicide like we knew that but i think for me what got me kind of like with the trailer is the way that they portrayed the trailer like that was not what I was expecting the backstory yeah. to be. Like, yeah. that was my whole thing. Like, we all know, obviously, the premise and, you know, like, that whole thing. But, like, again, looking at the backstory, like, I would have never thought that. I also think um, Isla Fisher and Danny Pino, who are amazing, um, or Pito, why well, I ever mess up his name? Sorry, Danny, whatever your last name is. Um but I loved it. Like I thought it was. I mean, it, it very well done. Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't Isla Fisher. It was. Um, God, what was her name? Oh, Amy. Sorry, not Isla Fisher. Amy, Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Sorry, Amy they're both, Adams. sorry, they're both redheads. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Amy Adams. Um, 
But um, yeah, and I and the, for me, what was kind of weird. Sorry, I'm playing with my mic. Sorry. Um, for me, I didn't know that what's his name can really sing. Um, Danny, is it what is his last name? Is it Pino? Are you talking about the dad? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar with his with his work. I don't know. I he was in a show uh, many years ago called Cold Case. Yeah, I never watched it. That's your show. <laughs> yeah, Leland, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right, uh, Danny P- Danny Pino. Danny yeah. Pino. Yeah, yeah they, everybody yeah. did a phenomenal job, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. what was what was what was crazy to me about the movie was like it kind of had like that the same kind of feeling. Well, not really the same feeling, but like the same type of like struggle, I guess, that the viewer would have. Because like, let's say, for example, like in Inglorious Bastards, it's like you were conflicted because you didn't know whether it was okay to laugh at what was going on or, you know, or to like take it seriously. Like, you know, in Dear Evan Hansen, like, I mean, like you you saw the, the, the struggle that he had and like. You know, you could easily write him off as being the biggest POS ever, you know, for for you know, for starting this whole lie. Or you can, you know, look at it from his his point of view and understand why he did it and why he he caused he caused such a ruckus. But in order to obviously try to make somebody feel good, but it ends up biting him, biting him in the ass later on. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. And like to me, like. I can definitely relate. I mean, you know, we all have depression. We all have, like, Mm -hmm. things going on in our life. And, like, again, we all know how I am right now with everything that I've dealt with this past year. Like, when they kind of did, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but when they kind of did his backstory with his father, like, the real father and, like, that whole um, scenario, like, that hit me, you know? And it's just, like, you know, I feel like, and this is me, people take their parents for granted. And that's like, I'd give anything right now to have five minutes with my dad, you know, like, and it's just sad because, you know, there's so many people out there that I feel like can relate to this movie because they're struggling with bullying and with, you know, suicidal thoughts. And I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of our youth, don't feel like they can go to somebody to talk to them. Yeah. And it's definitely an issue. You know, and that's we need to get past that stigma that stigma and like let these kids know it's okay to show your feelings. It's okay to go find an adult to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like don't it's not worth you killing yourself over. Yeah, you're not like, alone. <laughs> you're not. Oh, 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 nice segue there, Billy. Let's, let's, um, keep, let's keep it on brand. You will be found. You will be um, found. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, anyways. All right. So what, what would you guys grade the movie? Um, A plus, 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 plus. Because we all know how long I was patiently waiting for this movie. Yes. Travis? Really liked it a lot. Uh, the only thing that uh, is bringing me down to about a B plus is the fact that a uh, 30 year old Ben Platt is playing 
17-year-old kid. Okay, but they do that in every movie. Come on now. They do, they do, yeah. but it's but they do, but it's very, very I, noticeable I, here. I, I, I did try to you know not think about that. And I, I didn't I did enjoy Ben Platt's work in it. Yeah. I mean yeah, I mean not, not <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't I don't mean to say that to like insult no. him. Like I thought he was amazing in the movie. Yeah. He, he he won the Tony for this on Broadway. He played the part on Broadway. Oh, that's uh, right. But uh yeah, yeah but um yeah. But it's just he's. I just I felt like he's aged out of the part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but well, that, I, guess, I, I guess the casting, you know, director felt as if like nobody could do it as well as he could. So I, I <laughs> guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that was the, that was yeah. the predicament they were in. They couldn't find anybody else to do it but him. So yeah. Anyways, now we're, we're gonna go to one of our famous segments: seeing it so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're talking about malignant or whatever yes, the heck it's called. Malignant. Yes. malignant. Yeah. This was this is squarely on the shoulders of our good friend Travis. Yeah, Travis our... took one for Tra- Travis <laughs> took one for the team. Yeah. Did, so, yeah well. uh, all right. All right. <laughs> malignant was directed by James Wan, and it stars Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Hassan, and Aleka Cooper. It was released to theaters and HBO Max back on September 10th, 2021. And per IMDB, the fall fo- the plot is as follows. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that she, these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Take it away, Travis. Okay, so this, this movie, um, <laughs> I was, you know, it's it, like, it really broke my heart, because, like, I love everyone that is involved, like James Wan and uh, Lee Winnell, like, everybody that was behind this, I'm right. a huge, fa- huge fan of, I'm a big fan of horror, I was really excited for this movie, the trailer looked amazing, uh, it, um, it was not for me, I, I understand, like, a lot of people really dug it, but I was not personally a fan, like, this, <laughs> it's just, it's so... I don't know, like, just, uh, the only word I can really think of is stupid. <laughs> the, whole, the whole movie, like, makes, it makes no sense. Like, um, uh, uh, essentially, it's kind of, uh, they kind of rip the plot a lot. It's a, it's basically a ripoff of this uh, old uh, uh, 80s movie called Basket Case. Okay. Uh, it's a low budget movie about these uh, conjoined twins, <laughs> and uh, it's and that better, movie. That right? movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that movie's amazing. I mean, I mean, yeah, like that movie is incredible. Uh, but um, but this awesome. one is just a complete total uh, waste uh, of time. Yeah, complete waste of time. I'm I'm sorry, James Wan, but no, this one was the miss. Um, it really and well, uh, another thing though, like the just the acting the performances in it and the way that the dialogue is delivered and just the dialogue itself like i it just kept like really throwing me off because i'm like what this has to be intentional and I, I found out that it actually um yeah it is intentionally like kind of poorly acted and like played for laughs in some parts because it's meant to be like a homage to the italian giallo films or giallo excuse me uh yeah. like the the italian horror films so it's kind of meant to pay homage to that and that and in that the like those old movies from the 70s like that kind of was the dialogue at that point so <laughs> okay I, apparently that was all intentional but it just it really didn't fly for me <laughs> like, i gotta <laughs> all right i, got, I gotta say to skip malignant <laughs> if you had to grade it what would you give it f <laughs> f minus minus i'm sorry Come that was a, I, I want those two hours back <laughs> 
Right. Um, Tra Travis, you um, have an AMC Stubbs membership? Yes, I do. So thankfully, I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So are you are you are you a list also? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the only good thing about being having a list is when we have to sit through a crappy movie, it's not that bad because we don't have to pay for it. Exactly. We, we, we just we just pay though. once a month. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next up on the list is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Venom, Let There Be Carnage was directed by Andy Serkis, and it stars Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson. It was released to theaters back on October 1st, 2021. And per IMDb, the plot is as follows. Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after failed execution. All right. Uh, Wake me up when this is over. Oh, yeah. Melissa didn't see it. <laughs> Travis and I did. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with this movie. I mean, it was, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. I guess, I, yeah. I guess the, I guess that's fitting. What did you agree, Travis? Yeah, I uh, well, I, I was gonna say like I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to use this joke. I didn't think it was that bad, but I wanted to use this joke. Uh, I yeah. think a more fitting title would be "Let the Venom Let There Be Garbage." Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just I mean, it, it was. Yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. And well, the th the weird thing was like it, it's really getting like a lot of love like online yeah. and uh, the uh, both from critics and audiences. Yeah, and I'm just like, I personally, I, and the first one was like kind of universally hated by critics when it came yeah, out. I mean, it made I a lot of money. But the first one though, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I really enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed the first one for what it was. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah it's flawed, but I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. But this one was just. It, for for a movie called Let There Be Carnage, there's no carnage. I mean, <laughs> carnage the character, yes, yeah, but there's no <laughs> like. Yeah, there's... There really isn't much fighting involved, yeah, except at like the end, one big huge yeah, fight scene. Yeah, and, like there, and there's no. I, mean, I, I just done to its credit, but like it was just it was boring. I mean, like the first one had had so many lines from you know Venom, like in his his lines are are witty and in like. I don't know, they just kept going back to the same like recycled jokes about him wanting to eat chickens and you know human brains. It's like, yeah. okay, you said that like ten times already in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like... yeah, like that. That was the killer for me. Like I, I just I did not laugh at really at anything yeah, other than there, there, yeah. There, there was there was one line he had that I laughed at, and uh, I'll I'll tell you that after because I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, um, yeah I, I know I know which one you're thinking of. That was yeah. good. It, yeah, was, so, it was one word, right? Uh, uh, it was three words. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was the one at the the dinner table, right? At the restaurant. Oh no, no, I'm thinking of another one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, uh, but, okay, we'll, we'll discuss. Tell me off there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I just, uh, I mean, uh, as far as like casting Woody Harrelson as Carnage, I thought that was perfect casting. I thought he was great. But the, but yeah. as far as the execution, I just was uh, like, I felt like this movie needed to be an R rated and have more, you know, like, cause I'm used Carnage. to like the characters of <laughs> Carnage being, I mean, I'm used to them being like cold blooded killers. Cause that's what they were originally. Right. Like Todd, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, he was the, the brains behind these characters. And, right. um, and it's like, you know, it's like, it's really more steeped in 
like kind of violence with these characters than it is humor. At least that's sure. that's what I'm used to. I mean, yeah. I, I've heard I, I'm I'm not current with the current Marvel comics, but I've heard that like you know like these movies are kind of reminiscent of what we see today. But mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it was, you know, yeah. yeah I did, it wasn't for me. But but I will say the the post credit sequence without giving it away. Yeah, that that was the savor of the movie. For me. <laughs> I mean, it it goes without saying that when the best part of the movie is the post credit scene, you have a problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My thoughts, exactly. I was like, I waited an hour and a half to see this. <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half of absolute garbage, yeah. only to see a, a post credit scene that was probably one of the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it's like, it, it, I don't know, it's, it, it, it makes you wonder, like, what could have been like if they would have tried to make a good yeah. movie? I mean, like, totally. Yeah. Just, to, I mean, uh, it, it felt like, you know, like normally, like when you, when you go, when you make a movie, it goes through several drafts before uh-huh. anything is finalized. It's uh-huh. like with this, it felt like they, they, they were cool with the first draft of the movie. They were like, yeah. <laughs> like nobody raised their hand and said, um, I got a problem with this. I think we should do it this way. I don't yeah. think any of that happens. <laughs> exactly. Like so, some of some of Venom's jokes were just like too much for me. Like I was literally like just you know like face palming when uh, when yeah. he's when he's uh, cooking the breakfast at the, yeah. at the table and stuff. I'm like, yeah. what is he doing? It's, yeah, it was it was it was just not funny. I mean, the jokes didn't land, and I was laughing like crazy in the first one. He had many much better lines in the first one. Oh yeah, the first yeah. one's yeah, yeah, the first one's great. Like it has the perfect balance of like you know like the of the dark and the humor. But it was so one, much fun. It was it such was, a fun yeah. movie. Yeah, this oh, one just I don't let know. Down. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. All right. What would you grade it, Travis? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say probably like a D. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't totally hate it, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty, Melissa. Are you ready to take on the many saints in Newark? Sure. We can't afford anything yet. So. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Might have added that. <laughs> Don't sue us. <laughs> yeah, sorry, a pro- property of HBO. <laughs> yeah. The Many States of Newark was directed by Alan Taylor, and it stars Alessandra Nivola, Leslie Odom Jr., and John Bernthal. Berthold to name just a few of this loaded cast. Um, it was released to theaters and HBO Max back on October 1st, 2021. Prime DB, the plot is as follows. Witness the making of Tony Soprano, the story that reveals the humanity behind Tony's struggles and the influence his family, especially his uncle Dickie Montasanti, had over him becoming the most iconic mob boss of all time. All right, go for it, Melissa. Oh, sorry, I'm playing a game. Um, Dedication. I, yeah, well, anyways. I can do both. <laughs> so I never truly saw any of the Sopranos. So I was kind of on the fence. Like, would I understand what was going on? Would I not? I mean, I did start watching a few episodes of the Sopranos, but you don't really need to see it. I loved it. I love mobster movies. I There's just something, I think, just because my parents are from New York, so just the epitome of, are you talking to me? Um, you know, scenario. 
I know, but it's the whole New York like aspect. Anyways, but I loved it. And the fact that um, James uh, Galdafini's son played his younger version, oh, his yeah. younger self, was uncanny. Like, amazing. Yeah. You know, was amazing. Choice. You know, and then for me, I think it's just funny because, you know, just the different characters and, you know, like, I feel like Leslie Odom Jr. is such an amazing, eclectic Oh, the guy is amazing. He did. Actor, he can go from doing Hamilton to doing this to doing yeah. like he's just he's so you versatile. Know. Another guy. Thank you. Great. I could I couldn't yeah. think of the word. Yeah, he's so versatile. Like I love him. Like dude is just uh, talented. <laughs> pure, you know, pure and talent. I'm just no other way to describe him. <laughs> you know, and it's like kind of just to see you know a little bit of the backstory of like the history of the show, like you know, and like because I feel like it, you know a little because you know obviously. Without spoiling it, I have a feeling if I watch the whole series it, of who is narrowing who is narrating it would probably make more sense of what actually happened to me. Like yeah, after I, I, so. yeah. yeah I, I kind of put two, you know, figured if I probably watched, you know, like they said, those five episodes, I mean, I'll eventually watch it. And I'm sure at some point um, the movie will be on HBO Max again so I can just watch it after. And I, I think it's going to probably just stay there, I would imagine. Well, I mean, usually maybe. it goes. It goes well, after it, a month. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'll, it'll be back there, I guess. Yeah. It it probably has to make its like premium video on demand uh, release yeah. after the movie. So. And I know, Tra- okay. now what about you, Travis? Because I know you were very anxiously awaiting this movie. Yes, yeah. I. Uh, yes. Oh my God, this <laughs> I've been I've been waiting so well. <laughs> it's funny. I say I've been waiting so long for this, but I have actually only been waiting maybe about a year. <laughs> I, I, I just wa- I watched The Sopranos uh, during the pandemic during at the start of the pandemic and just uh, the whole thing. Um, and uh, it was it was just one of those shows that I'd always wanted to see and never got around to it. My, my dad was always a huge fan. I just never picked it up until mm-hmm. the pandemic when I had time to. And oh my exactly. god, now it's it's one of my favorite shows. So uh, oh, yeah. I was very excited to get to see this and uh it it really didn't disappoint like captured the essence of the show perfectly and they really um but at the same time it didn't feel like just a long episode of the sopranos like this is clearly its own thing and it really they really did a good job of making it stand on its own because when i went to see it i went with a friend uh, that had never seen an episode of the sopranos and she was very engaged in like just oh yeah movie. And, that, and it made her actually want to go home and watch the soprano so she sure, did. so sure, yeah so sure. it's, <laughs> you know yeah so it's uh it, it has that effect so even if you've never seen an episode of the sopranos you can still really enjoy yeah. this movie you got to get it done i mean yeah I, I like you travis i i never saw the sopranos when it originally ran because back then we didn't have cable so <laughs> like, oh yeah we didn't have access to hbo and I guess I, I was probably too young at the time to really, you know, understand what was going on back then. So, like, you know, like I said, I, I took I took advantage of the free time I had during the pandemic. And I burned through the entire entire series, too. And I loved it. It was it's probably my favorite TV show I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's so well done. And this movie was, oh, man, this movie was perfect. It was everything I was I was hoping it to be. And I got to say, I think this is like one of my favorite movies of the year. I, I just got to say it. <laughs> me, me too. I, I really, really hope that this gets 
Um, I really, really hope that this gets some award buzz come oh, Oscar season. Better. I really hope so. It better. <laughs> yeah. It better. The Academy's on thin ice with me as it is. And if oh, this is getting any love, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're done, Academy. You hear me? You're done. We'll make you swim with the fishes. How about that, huh? <laughs> there you go. An offer um, they can't refuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or else, you know. <laughs> All right, you want to grade it? A plus. Yeah, Melissa? yeah. A plus. Yeah, right there with you. A plus as well. It was freaking awesome. All right, now we're going to move on to another highly anticipated movie, a movie that should have come out on my birthday like two years ago, and, you know, COVID ruined those plans. We're going to go to No Time to Die. No Time to Die was directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, and it stars Daniel Craig, Anna de Armas, and Rami Malek. It was released at theaters back on October 8th, 2021. Freaking finally! Prime DB, the plot is as follows. James Bond has left active service. His piece is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. All right, Melissa, did you see it? I can't remember. Nope. Missing out. All right, Travis, go for it. Kick it off. <laughs> I'm sorry, Billy. I haven't seen it either. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, Travis, we're both fired. You're both we fired. Are. I'm sorry. This is okay. our last, our last episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was nice while it lasted. Now accepting applications. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I I was really excited for this movie due to the long wait. You know. F U pandemic <laughs> making me wait this long for a James Bond movie. And um it it lives up to my expectations. The the way it was worth it. I I can easily say it was my favorite Daniel Craig Bonds movie because it just had everything in it. It had action, it had, you know, the suaveness of James Bond and the women. The Bond girl was awesome and just like the way it, it jumped from place to place all over the world, like a globe-trotting adventure, as most of Bond movies are. And it had it had everything a Bond movie should be. You know, the classic shaken, not stirred line. And, you know, you had you had the, the gadgets. And it was just, oh, it was so good. I've actually seen it twice now. The first time I saw it, I went to go see it in Dolby. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I got to go see this again. Because my buddy Armand has never had never seen it prior to that so we i went to go see it for the second time in imax and it was just as awesome and i i, I can't recommend this movie enough because it was just so much fun and it's it just delivered on so many levels this gets a big a plus for me too because i was just so happy to see it finally all right Let's see. The next one. God, you guys didn't see this one either. And it was so good. Okay, we're moving on to The Last Duel. The Last Duel was directed by the great Ridley Scott. It stars Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer. It was released in theaters on October 15th, 2021. Per IMDb, the plot is as follows. King, jo King Charles VI declares that Knight Jean de Kergu I probably butchered that one. Settle his dispute with his with his squire by challenging him to a duel. 
All right. In reality, that's really just the tip of the iceberg of what this movie is about. And, you know, to peel back the curtain a bit, the first 20 minutes of this movie, I was ready to walk out because I had no clue what was going on. Uh, and I was bored to death. And, like, I was I was even texting you guys of how, how bad this was the first 20-something minutes. And then, like, something just clicked. I was like, oh, my God, I get this now. And this is actually pretty freaking awesome. The story is 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 mainly about a raping that that gets taken place in the 14th century and the the same uh the same story is told from four different viewpoints so it's kind of like groundhog day you see the same story over and over again for four different times but it's told in, in four different viewpoints which was just so cool it was it was it was a great way to tell tell a story that is apparently true or it was you know it was based on a, a few a few true tales of this insane story and like it was just so interesting to see how they viewed um rape back in the 14th century and like one of the one of the quirky things they had about like a woman's pregnancy back then was they believed that the woman the woman had to orgasm along with the with the man in order to conceive a child and like if you watch the movie like that that fact you know, kind of plays into the whole uh, defense for for the the accused. I'll leave it at that. Um, it's honestly, it was it was so well done. It was a really good movie. I highly recommend it, and um, I'll give it a a B, a B plus. I guess I guess you could say because the the first twenty minutes are kind of lacking, and the, it, they could be skipped. And um, that's it for the last duel. All right, so we'll move on to. I'm, I'm what was you grade it? I gave it a B plus. Yeah, B oh. plus. Yeah. So um, let's see. Now, uh, did you guys see the Adams Family too? No. Not Travis? yet. I want to. Not yet. Oh god. <laughs> All right. So, this is another solo mission, I guess. The Adams Family too was directed by Greg Tiernan, Conrad Vernon, and Laura Brusso. It features the vocal talent of Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, and Chloe Grace Moretz. To name just few, uh, and to name a few of the loaded and unfortunately wasted cast, it was released to theaters and and premium VOD services, day and date on October first, twenty twenty one, and uh, per IMDb, the plot is as follows: the Adams the Adams get tangled up in more wacky adventures and find themselves involved in hilarious run-ins with all sorts of unsuspecting characters. It's the sequel to the twenty nineteen animated film The Adams Family. All right, well. <laughs> I'll keep this short because it was an hour. It was basically an hour and a half of wasted time. <laughs> I liked the, the 2019 uh, movie so much more. I mean, this, this was just painfully unfunny, and yet yeah, nobody really needs to see this movie. I think even kids would be bored because I certainly was. <laughs> I was bored the entire way through. Well, yeah. That makes me sad to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Travis, don't waste your time. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, we see it so you don't have to. Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm I'm because I'm I'm a huge Adams Family fan. That's uh, that, that my my wallet has the Adam the original Adams Family on it. So like, uh, I, I, I love I love the original show and the yeah. other, and all the other movies. But well, unfortunately, you're not going to laugh once. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that that I'm going to grade it. I'm going to give it a big fat F. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, now we're going to slash on over to 
one of the newer movies out, um, Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills was directed by David Gordon Green, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, briefly, Judy Green, and Andy Medichick, and it was released to theaters and streaming on Peacock on October 15, 2021. Per IMDb, the plot is as follows. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. All right, Travis, you're our resident horror movie buff here. You go for it. You kick it off. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I will say. I mean, I you know, it's it's been getting a lot of heat over the weekend, but I I, I dug it. I mean, it's like, is it flawed? Yes. Is it <laughs> really? Um, I don't know. Is it really derivative of some of the previous ones? Yes. Is it uh, very formulaic? Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the same time, like, well, uh, I, I actually, uh, my first viewing of it, I did watch it on Peacock, but before I saw it on Peacock, I went to the theater mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I went with a friend of ours and uh, it's, uh, we just, we had, a, we really did have a good time. Like, it's a good movie to watch with a crowd, you know, to see the reactions and like, just be part of that experience. Yeah, I can see the first that. Time. Yeah, yeah, so like that, that's kind of what added to the experience for me. Had I watched it at home first, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as I did. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I'm a big fan of the series personally. And uh, uh, even like I've seen every single one of them, uh, even though only only two other two of the others are in this current continuity. Uh, right. But um, uh, but yeah, uh, the 2018 one, I will say I really dug that one a lot when that came out. But uh, and I thought that that was like a great way to end it like a great like way for jamie lee curtis to retire the character of laurie after all these years and like <laughs> yeah. i thought that, that 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 was perfect but then it you know that one makes a lot of money and then blumhouse is like hey we're green lighting two more <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like well naturally okay, so, yeah <laughs> yeah and then and that's that's part of also what kind of killed my anticipation for this movie was that we know it's part two of a trilogy, so we know that it's going to end on some kind of cliffhanger. Right, going right. in, going in, we already know that. So that's right. why I, that, that so that kind of um, killed the momentum a bit for me. But at the same time, like as I was watching it, some of the uh, some of what they do is great. Like the kills were very inventive and brutal, and like usually the Halloween movies aren't that gory. Yeah. Um, this this is definitely the goriest and definitely the highest body count out of any of them. There was a lot um, of blood. <laughs> there was, yeah, yeah. You, usually, the Halloween films are kind of more; they rely more on suspense than gore. Mm. But the, this one, just like flat out, no, there's but, blood but, everywhere. But, let, but let's be honest; like the the, the cliffhanger that they 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 present to you is yeah. pretty predictable. I gotta say. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That was another thing. It's just you know, it do, it doesn't really add a whole lot new to it, but it was yeah. but it was a fun watch. So that's why I, I ended up liking it in the end, just because it was a fun watch and it was fun to watch with the crowd. And you know, I just I, I enjoyed the time. I, I can see it, but, that. Yeah. I mean, like me, you know, I'm not a horror movie fan by any stretch mm-hmm. of the matter. So I watched it at home by myself on Peacock. Thanks, thanks to who? You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw that out there. Okay, I'll put it on the record. I watched it on Melissa's Peacock account. You mm-hmm. happy? Yes, very. Okay, so. Shouldn't have yeah. said that. Now Melissa's Peacock's going to get canceled. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, techni- <laughs> it, technic- it technically is. Uh, it, there's a whole drama thing with it. Anyways, oh, I'll, explain, oh, okay. I'll explain to you after. Right. <laughs> Stick around for the end, of the end of the episode where we give away Melissa's email and password. Oh, so shut you up. too can use Peacock. <laughs> 
we're gonna raffle off Melissa's peacock. You know? Yeah, you know, we, we call that burying the lead. So yeah. yeah. So you have to you have to listen to the very end of the episode for the, for the details. And, yeah. Um. So we all know Melissa does not do horror. <laughs> However, because I was able to watch it at home, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll do it. Um, I actually was pleasantly like surprised because Billy was like, oh, it's horrible. It's not the greatest. I mean, it was very gory. And yeah. I'm not going to say it. Sorry. I was very happy. <laughs> I was very happy that I watched it at home mm. because I probably would have had it like shit my pants <laughs> in, the, in the theater just because like. Without going, like, one of the kills with, you know, a couple of them were pretty gory. And I'm just, like, was not expecting that. Um, not going to lie, I mainly wanted to see it because of Kyle Richards. Because I'm a huge, like, Real Housewives fan. So, to kind of watch her reprise, you know, reprise her character from when she was a little girl was pretty cool to, mm -hmm. to see. And, but, you know, like, the whole thing, it's, like, without, again... Like with ruining the movie, it's like, you know, enough is enough. If we're yeah. going, you know, there's it's just. How, there's been how many Halloween movies? I mean, it, we're talking like 30 something years. I mean, oh, it started, yeah. or no, 40 something. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a big, uh, long running franchise. Yeah, now we're up to, I think, 11 movies, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, 11. Something wow. Like yeah. That. Or uh, 10, 10 or 11, somewhere. I mean, before I forget, you know, I, I'd be remiss not to plug the movies that made us the, with the Halloween episode in it. Get that Ooh, yeah. done. You it's know, great. It, it was so cool. Not like Netflix needs a plug for anything. <laughs> yeah. Plug us, you... Well, how about this? You know, we'll, if you listen to the end of the episode too, we'll also give you information how Melissa, if you you know, if you um, follow us on on social media, follow us you know on any kind of podcast platform, Melissa will pay you ten dollars Venmo. It'll be easy. Right when you right when you when you sign up, you'll we'll get the alert that you that you are a follower now, and Melissa will Venmo you ten dollars. That's a yeah. Promise. Guess what? I have has no money. Yeah, nice writing. try. No, no you don't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa will pay you to, to listen to us. So, so um, go, no, ahead, Billy, Billy go ahead and spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Listen to the podcast. Follow us, and you, you'll make ten dollars. It's easy. From Billy's pocket. No, it's from Melissa. We we already established that. So. Yeah, nice try. Anyways, the movie was okay for me. I mean, I was bored for most of it because like travis said yeah it is formulaic and like that's if the for the whole formula formulaicness is that a word of the of, of the movie like i don't know it, just, it, it it turns it turns me off to like the horror genre in general i mean it had all the you know the, the typical tropes like you know the they uh, for one scene they they were the, an older couple was in a house and they were flying a the woman was flying a drone into um a closet or like a hallway and then like all of a sudden the the drone breaks and it gets thrown back at them and they're like whoa what the hell is that oh i'll go investigate and oh yeah that like, yeah that was stupid because it was so predictable 
You like, run the other freaking way, moron. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you don't investigate that kind of stuff. Because you know there's going to be a killer on the opposite side of that doorway or whatever. And it's like, come on. Yeah, sorry. Like, for me, like, the formula is, like, it's it's lost its luster for me. And, like, I understand, like, you know, big horror fans dig that stuff. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, yeah, I was I was bored. <laughs> the movie was not good to me. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Travis, you want to grade it? <laughs> yeah. Um, just for the... Just for the fun that I had watching it the first time in the theater, I'll I'll give it a B minus. Um, yeah, Melissa, yeah. <laughs> I'd say probably like yeah, a B, you know, minus C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll give it like a D. <laughs> sorry, I just no, didn't sure. dig it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's 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 even it's divisive even amongst like horror fans like myself. I know I know I know some people that were hardcore fans of the franchise and just hated it. Yeah. So it's. And, you know, I mean, I, I respect you guys, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like put it this way: if you catch me in a theater watching Halloween Kills, I've lost the bet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So should we wrap it up? Yes, please. That will wrap it for this episode of the Movie Grader and Friends podcast. Please keep an eye out for the next episode. Not as exactly sure what we'll be covering. What we we'll what we will be covering next? But stay uh, tuned. probably uh, I can tell you right now the three that you're going to go see. Well, yeah, um, it reminds me. Wrong goes with June. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, which Melissa will not be seeing. Melissa um, will be seeing that. Well, uh, we're also we're all seeing that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no excuses. <laughs> I don't have time to see it. Sorry. No excuses. Um, yeah. And then my and then uh, Eternals. Okay. Yeah. Screw yeah, that's yeah. coming up then. Yeah. We got we'll a, do the that, three. That premiere. Yeah. Yeah, we got a few in the pipeline, so um, we just got to figure out when we can record them because you know our schedules are crazy. All right. Well, uh, please find me on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Melissa will pay you ten dollars. No, she won't. She will. And uh, please tell your friends and family about the podcast. And we thank you for your support. And um, you know, you'll be thanking Melissa's wallet. You know, with your ten dollars, that's definitely going to happen. The Movie Grader and Friends podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. So just Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you can get your podcasts from. This has been the Movie Gator and Friends Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy all the spooky season movies currently available. See you guys next time. Stay